Life Audio. Welcome to the Team Us podcast, where we share how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. Hey, everyone. We're Ted and Ashley Slater. What kind of couple do you want to be 5, 10, 20, or even 30 years from now? We recently spent a week with a lot of couples who are older than us, and we asked ourselves this question. Today, we're sharing our thoughts on how you can grow older together and love the couple you become. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Ted, a few weeks ago, we talked about vacations. We talked about the cruise we had planned for our 20th wedding anniversary. For like half a year. Right. Three quarters of a year. Right. Well, we are back. Yeah. From that cruise. From the cruise. And it was awesome. I had a great time. Yeah. It was like seven days of dates. Oh. It wasn't date night. It was like date week. You're right. See, I was thinking of it like we had date night every night, but you're right. It was date week. Right. And I mean, people made our beds for us and cooked our food. Well, so we drove us places. Yes. Okay. I will explain (laughs) that. Ted does make our bed almost every morning. Yeah, almost And when he does that, I go, I feel loved. It's just a very practical, everyday way of him saying, I love you. Yeah. But on vacation, he didn't make the bed because someone else. Somebody else did. Did. But, you know, what was your favorite part? My favorite part was um, I liked the end of the day, going to the jazz club, just chilling. Yes. That was cool. We kind of, I mean, I think we have always liked jazz. Because, I mean, we had jazz at our wedding because when I was a teenager, our youth leaders at our church were also professional musicians who performed jazz and big band. And then still do. Still do. Yeah, they do cruises. Oh, yeah. And they came up and did the reception music for our wedding. And I grew up listening to big band and jazz. So we've, I think I've always loved it. But we kind of rediscovered it again on this cruise. My favorite unrealized memory. Was seeing the stars at night. You did the very last night, yeah, no, right? Right. Well, it was stormy. It was stormy and foggy and cloudy. And so the thing, one of the things I was most looking forward to, besides spending time with my beautiful bride, was seeing the stars at night out in the ocean where you're supposed to be able to see like trillions of them. Well, we'll just have to go on another cruise. Yes. Deal. Yeah. Okay. Let's carry on. Since we were celebrating our anniversary, I found myself observing like other couples on the cruise. And we were definitely one of the younger couples. Mm-hmm. And that's actually saying a lot since you're in your 50s. Right. They were probably in what? Their late 60s yeah. and 70s. Oh, yeah. There were some younger. A lot of gray hairs. A lot of, I mean, 
Yeah. Older couples. Yeah. It's great to see. Right. Yeah. There were, I mean, some families and younger couples too, but it was mostly an older cruise, which we did like because we did not want to be on a party cruise. Oh, I bring the party with me. (laughs) (laughs) But Well, and you know, it was interesting to kind of like, there was times to kind of people watch, Mm -hmm. you know, and we'd be sitting and listening to a band and you see people walking by, you know, so I was watching these older couples and I started kind of pondering, you know, what kind of older couple do we want to be? You know, and when I say old, I don't just mean age. I mean, in our relationship, like we've been married 20 years, but what kind of couple do we want to be when we've been married 25 years or 30 years or 35? Sure. You know, so, I mean, those of you listening, you might have only been married a few years. I mean, maybe you've been married as long as us or longer than us. But if you've only been married like five years, you can say, okay, well, what kind of couple do we want to be in 10 years or 15 or 20? So it's not just a looking at what kind of couple. When you're in your 70s. Right. It's not just an age thing. It's also, I guess, a stage of marriage. Okay. Maybe. Cool. I don't know if that makes sense. Sure. But, you know, I think that asking ourselves that question, you know, what kind of couple do we want to be in the future isn't enough. We also have to ask, what can we do right now to start becoming that couple? Because as we talked about back in episode 10, the right now matters to the long term of our marriage. Right. I mean, the seeds that are planted grow, you know? Yeah. So you read the biblical, I think. It's very biblical. (laughs) Yeah. The decisions that we make today determine what our marriage looks like five, 10, 20, 30 years down the road. And I think a great illustration of this is something that I actually talk about in the TMS book. Do you remember our first official date? Our first official date was imaginary. Um, you weren't physically present. <laughs> and uh, no, was it what? <laughs> what? Was it cucumber? No, that was the hey, do you want a date kind of uh, date? Our first like official yes. We are dating. Okay. So when we went to the park, we took pieces of paper and we wrote down characteristics we wanted to see in our relationship. And that sounds really formal and artificial, but it was fun. It was good. I think it was helpful. I don't remember everything we had on the list. I probably still have the list somewhere. I was actually looking for it before this episode and couldn't find that box. But I remember friendship was on there. That's you know, put on. That I put on. I think we both had it on both of our lists. Because we both had, we each had our own list and then we took our list and compared it. Okay. Well, whether I had it or we both had it, I think we were thinking ahead. We want to have a strong friendship. And I think that has served us really well. You know, 20 years in marriage, we're still friends. We like spending time together. Mm -hmm. And when we go through difficult things and you're not exactly, you know, we might not be feeling as lovey-dovey, we still have that friendship. Right. It's a foundation. Right. And that's an example of making decisions in the present, knowing that it's going to impact the future. Good. And I think another episode that goes well with that is episode two, where we talk about how to create a game plan for your marriage, because that's what we were doing. So yeah, game plan. Should we be thinking of marriage as a game? <laughs> it's a sports <laughs> metaphor, even though if you've listened to the podcast for an hour. team, so you win together. It's not like... <laughs> yeah, we don't really love sports. We like... Uh, curling. Yeah, that's true. Although it can get a little boring. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so on one of the last nights of the cruise, we decided to eat in the ship's gastropub. We had these yummy little burgers and fries. Gastrohub 
gastropub is <laughs> is a hipster for fancy burger place. Yeah, it was called the Salty Dog because they had hamburgers and hot dogs, mm-hmm. and you know, and we we kind of talked through this. You know, what kind of couple do we want to become? And so I came up with some titles that encompass or some points that encompass what we talked about, but they're a little cheesy, but they're a good way of remembering the characteristics sure. that we were talking about. Yeah. It was a good conversation. Yeah. So the first one mm-hmm. is we want to be youthful in spirit. Immature. That's not what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess that's one way to interpret mm-hmm. it. Okay. Well, remember, okay. So one night, you know, in our favorite jazz lounge, yep. there was a couple, they were probably, I don't know, how old do you think they were? They were older. They were definitely like, you know, walking with a cane older. Like 70s, maybe. And they were just dancing. Mm -hmm. They totally were. I mean, like, no one was watching. Uh -uh. They, Uh, We were. I know. But they were dancing like no one was watching. They just had such a youthful spirit about them, even though... They were probably married for years, maybe decades, and they, they still appeared to enjoy each other and were just, you know, dancing through life. Yeah, he had a cool hat on, too. Oh, right? Uh, yeah. On. And I mean, I looked at you and I said, I want to be like them when we're older. Mm-hmm. And what I meant was I wanted to have that youthful spirit. Right. And I actually went up to the wife later and was like, I loved watching you dance. I told my husband I want to be like you, too. I left off the when we're older because I didn't want to offend her. But she essentially told me, just don't worry about what other people think. Right. Didn't I ask you to dance? You did. And I was worried what people would think. But Right. But then the last night of it, the cruise, we did dance in the jazz lounge. Because why not? Right. I didn't want to come home and be like, you really should have danced. So, you know, as we grow older together, we want to have youthful spirits. And I don't think that's about chasing youth or trying to look young. Because scripture talks positively about growing old. In Job 12, 12, the verse says, wisdom is with the aged and understanding and length of days. You know, and as Jesus followers, the truth is our bodies are getting older, but our spirits are being renewed. And there's, oh, whenever that comes up, I always mention the Andrew Peterson song to you, Ted. Uh, Day by day. Day by day. No, that's not how it goes. Sweet Lord. (laughs) It's, It's about aging and how it's hard to leave behind our childhoods. Or to see our kids grow up quickly. Okay, do you have some lyrics? I do have some lyrics. Okay. I came prepared. Yeah. Okay. At one point, he sings. Sure no, not yet. <laughs> I may, though. He sings, well, we just can't get used to being here where the ticking clock is loud and clear. Children of eternity on the run from entropy. But then he sings, so don't lose heart. Though your body's wasting away, your soul is not. It's being remade day by day by day by day. By day. By day. You know, and it's based on 2 Corinthians 4.16, where Paul writes, so we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. That's really encouraging. So I think, you know, growing old is a gift. You know, we've had friends who have died young and it's heartbreaking. Right. I mean, I talk about one of our friends, Libby, in Bringing Sorrow Together. So for me, and maybe for you too, you can weigh in, Ted, staying youthful in spirit means that we don't lose our sense of adventure or our willingness to try things, new things, and we also stay teachable. You know, while we may have more wisdom and understanding with both 
physical age and the age of our marriage, we don't think that we have arrived and we stop learning from others. Right. I think uh, like cynicism or boredom or all that kind of stuff is associated with getting old. Yeah. You know, but if you want to have a youthful spirit, if you're feeling cynical or critical or bored or whatever, maybe that's an indication that you're, have, you could do some introspection. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all have moments. Sure. Of course. Yeah, I can be cynical and bored, <laughs> but if it's like a, a lifestyle thing, something that defines you, then maybe you could do better. Yeah, maybe there's a problem. Okay, so if we want to be youthful in spirit, what can we do to help us be youthful in spirit now? And I think we can continue to take adventures together, whether that's on a cruise ship or wandering through the literal desert behind our house. You know, we can keep continuing to discover new shared interests and activities, and we can keep reading books and listening to other people's podcasts and taking marriage courses and growing together as we do. Man, I'm trying to think of additional things, but you kind of covered it there. Yeah, doing stuff good, trying new things together. Right. Maybe pushing each other out of our comfort zone a little bit. Not too far. Not too far. We take turns. <laughs> okay. Yes. Well, so... Be youthful in spirit. We want to be joyful in heart. Okay. And when we were talking at the gastro pub, you know, we decided we wanted to be the kind of couple who laughs together, not one who's critical of each other and critical of everything around us. And one night we went to the jazz club because we went there almost every night. Maybe there's maybe one night. One night we didn't go. I think I left to go to the bathroom and you noticed another couple. Yeah, there's a couple like at a table near near ours. And uh, she, uh, the, the wife was like really critical of her husband, just talking down about him and complaining and criticizing. And it was kind of meaningless stuff, but I'm sure all the negativity was not helpful. I mean, it's easy to be critical. Anybody can be critical. You know, you go to a church service and you can be critical of the music or the preaching because that's what you do. You judge, you evaluate, you're critical. And, and so it's easy to be critical of your spouse. Right. It's easy. It's natural. Right. Yep. But I don't want to do that. I mean, it's not helpful for the health of the marriage, right? Right. Yeah. And I think, so how do we not do that? How do we stay joyful in heart? How do we not be critical? Well, if your spouse is critical, criticize them. (laughs) (laughs) But here's the thing. It's not about changing your spouse. It's about changing yourself. Right. And so I think one of the, a big key is first, we have to individually continue to strengthen our relationship with the Lord. We have to, you know, because there's hard seasons in marriage, but when we have that shared faith and are continually growing in our relationship with Him, it's a lot easier, I think, to walk through seasons, hard seasons with joy and not be critical. Right. And I think choosing to have a grateful heart for each other and believing and focusing on the best, which is hard sometimes. Right. No, that's good. Uh, When you're talking about relationship with God, thinking of like his sovereignty, his goodness, even when things are difficult, you can be confident that he's involved and he cares. Right. And if we both believe that, it's a lot easier to walk through it together. Right. You can have some some joy, even when you're going through really difficult stuff, a kind of joy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Amid the sorrow. Yeah. I also think, as we've talked about in the past, it's continually choosing to have a lighthearted marriage. 
And that's not just one where we laugh together, but we also don't keep a record of wrongs. We're quick to repent and forgive. Because when we let those things go, you know how we'll often go, oh, yeah, we had a fight about, so I was upset about something. And you'll be like, what were you upset about? I don't remember. You know, when when that's the case, then it's we're less likely to be critical because we're not keeping this running list of everything that our spouse has done wrong. Sure. I mean, love overlooks the multitude of sins, right? Right. So it just overlooks. Or covers, yeah. Covers, you know, uh, perceived offenses or whatever. Uh, but lighthearted, I mean, the opposite of that is burdensome or heavy. And, you know, I'm thinking of, what's this uh, Pilgrim's Progress? Then he started acquiring all this stuff and it weighed him down. At the end, he discovered he didn't need to carry all that stuff. I wish I remembered right now. I think so. I know he has a burden. Right. It's like a big backpack or something. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the order of the story. You just read it like two years ago with one of the girls mm-hmm. for school. Oh, I'm going to have to go back and look at that. Yeah. But a lighthearted marriage doesn't have all that, you know, the, the, the record of wrongs, the stuff swept under the rug, you know, unresolved stuff. Right. And I can't help but think about that couple. I mean, we don't know their story, the one that was sitting near you, but maybe... Maybe they're giving one last shot at their marriage. Yeah. Or maybe they were carrying a bunch of grudges against each other for, you know, maybe she wanted to work through things and that was how she was trying to get his attention. She was not... She was trying to talk through it and he was like quiet or silent. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. He wasn't responding. So... Yeah, we really should pray for them. Okay, so number three. Can you mention the gastropub one more time? Why? You want me to say gastropub? Go ahead. Say what you're going to say. Oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) He can see my notes. He knows where I'm going. I'm like, wait, what? Okay, so number three is hopeful and perspective. And when we were chatting at the gastropub, we talked about not wanting to be cynical as we get older. And you already kind of mentioned Mm -hmm cynicism. Um, I think it's, we don't want to be cynical about the world, about each other, about our relationship, about marriage. I mean, there's a lot of cynicism when it comes to marriage. You know, we hear it in the jokes our culture makes or how husbands and wives might talk about each other. Don't you think we live in a very cynical? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I feel fatalistic about stuff. You? Yeah. (laughs) Like when I see some of the weirdness that's happening in society, culture, you know, it, some of the things are not getting any better, and I feel resigned to see them getting worse and spin out of control. And that's sort of fatalistic, but I also have God, so I'm more like a Christian fatalist, mm-hmm. where instead of fate, you know, making me cynical or fate, thinking that some, that history is, unfolds without some divine oversight, I know that God's involved. He's overseeing everything. So, yeah, even though... Some things get really messed up, society, culture, et cetera. The problems seem really big. I can be resigned to to know that God's got the whole world in his hand. Yeah. Well, and that reminds me of one of my favorite verses, which I think is John 16, 33, where Jesus says, in this world, you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. That's good. That's great. So now I'm going to get a little teared up because that verse moves me. Because when we look around and we see chaos and we see confusion and we see mm-hmm. cynicism, I'm totally off my notes if you're trying to figure out where I'm at. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> we can go, okay, Jesus said we were going to have trouble, but he's overcome the world. So don't be surprised when trouble comes. Right. Never out of control. No. 
he's got it. He's got it. No, it's it's a it's a wild script that he's written. Right. That we're all walking out. You know, and he's given us this wonderful gift of prayer where we can pray for change. We can pray for people and then see how he moves, you know? Right. So, and, you know, I think when it comes to this hopeful in perspective thing too, and maybe all of them, you know, just like we were watching the couples around us, mm-hmm. people were watching us. The ones that we admired and the ones that we were like cautionary tales. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people were watching us. I mean, we had some conversations where we realized, oh, right. Oh, we're being observed. Right. Yeah. The couple that said, hey, are you newlyweds? Well, actually, it was that it was two friends. Uh-huh. Oh, right, right, right. Right. And it was. Uh, They're sitting next to us at one of the restaurants. Yeah. We ate a lot of food. Yeah. Well, we were on a cruise. <laughs> yeah. And she talked to us a little bit and then must have been observing how we were interacting because she did. She said, you newlyweds. What'd you say, Ted? I said, we are. I've only been married 20 years. Right. <laughs> so there was something about the way that we were interacting that I guess maybe she wouldn't have expected in a 20 year marriage. But just because she didn't expect it doesn't mean it shouldn't be there, you know? Yeah. And then our room steward, she was like, she told me, you're always smiling. And she was like, that's because he makes you happy. (laughs) I mean, you don't always make me happy, but I don't always make you happy either. Yeah, you do. No, you don't. (laughs) But I mean, they were watching how we were interacting. So this whole idea of thinking about, okay, what kind of couple do we want to become? It's about something bigger than just us. Yes, you know, we want to have a good relationship. We want to honor God with our relationship, but we can also impact our kids. We can impact people around us and not even realize it when, you know, we're loving each other well and growing old into, you know, the kind of couple we think will honor God. Right. So. Okay, I can't. I can't let us go any further without mentioning the flap of the butterfly's wings. Oh, yes. Go for it. Right? Because uh-huh. uh, like if we're talking about 10, 20, 30 years in the future, it's the the little things now. I'm just taking two minutes to make the bed, you know, or help with the dishes or saying a kind word or. Making that grocery store run I don't want to do. That I don't want to do. It's those little butterfly wing flaps that affect the course of your, you know, next 30 years. Yeah, it's true. That was an awesome metaphor, wasn't it? Yes. It's one of my favorite ones. Yes. I think we've used it before. No, we haven't. (laughs) I think so. But I don't, or maybe we just use it in our normal conversation. It was perfect for this episode. It was placed perfectly. So, okay. Yes. So to recap, if you want to grow older together and love the couple you become, you have to start doing things now to help you become that couple. So for us, some of the things we want to see, and I mean, this is a short list. There's more things we'd like to cultivate, but we want to be youthful in spirit, joyful in heart, and hopeful in perspective. So we're making intentional choices now that will help us be that kind of couple. So can you guess what I'm going to like encourage listeners to do as the S-Time Challenge? Something related to a gastropub? No, but that could be fun. <laughs> All right, go to a gastropub. Eat some cute little... Hamburger sliders. <laughs> no, I was going to say, uh, do what we did at the gastropub, which is decide on what kind of couple you want to be in the future. Do some brainstorming and then come up with a game plan for becoming that couple. And there might be things you're already doing now that you want to continue to see, you know, characterize your relationship. We'll then figure out what you've been doing to be that kind of a couple and keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm thinking of a couple now. I won't mention them, but okay, they they play jazz together on cruise ships, and I really admire them as a couple. Yeah, yeah, they're very cool. Yeah, yep, yep. Anyway, all right. Thanks for joining us on the Team Us podcast. We're looking forward to the next time as we keep talking about how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. Team Us with Ted and Ashley Slater is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review the podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Looking for ways to stay positive? Brighten your day with the free story behind podcast. Hear weekly short stories that showcase true joy, love, and hope. Listen now at lifeaudio.com or by searching for Story Behind wherever you get your podcasts.